Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Now today we were to receive a messenger who was speaking to us about understanding the culture of heaven. Many of you have connected with the message that has been going around about the courts of heaven, how we can be able to enter into the realm of the spirit and begin to bring our issues before God as if it was in a courtroom, because God is a judge. He is said to be the judge. His other uh, definition is a judge. And then we also have Christ, who is our advocate. And we also have the accuser of brethren, who stands like our prosecutor, that comes before God with all accusations against our life. And then we have the Holy Spirit, who walks with us, who searches the heart of God, and understands the things that are in the mind of God, and brings them to us, and causes us to know the things that are freely given to us. So normally when we have situations here on the earth realm, situations that are too hard for you, take them to the court of heaven and be able to bring your submissions before God and bring come together, come and reason with God. Ask God to remember you for certain things and be able to put your strong points across and you will be standing on the word of God. You'll be able to see certain things begin to open up. But today it's about culture. This book is about stories of people who are able to express a certain culture of heaven by their own lifestyle that makes it easier for us now to begin to look at their lives and use the examples in this book uh, to be able to free us and get us into places that we want to go to. Sometimes the earth realm can be very challenging. This world is not our own. It has its own master and it has its own ruler. And one of the things that the culture of heaven does, it, it comes against uh, what is called the wisdom of men. The wisdom of men, we know that right now that the system in the earth realm tells us to uh, run to the top. And sometimes that may be true in what you're aspiring to, but perhaps the kingdom of God teaches us to run to his feet. Down at your feet is the most high place. For you to be able to function here in a better way is when you become a person who learns to run to the feet of Christ, go and begin to connect with him at that place. Then you'll be able to arise from the place of prayer, the place of worship at his feet, the place of receiving, the place of understanding, the place where the Holy Spirit is able to help you, teach you, guide you, give you counsel. One of the most important things that I learned in life is to be able to seek the counsel of God over a matter allowing the counsel of God to be established. Psalms 1, 1 says, blessed is he who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Anything that is not from God then becomes ungodly, not from God. And so if you become a person who practices that culture, that lifestyle, that pattern of inquiring from the Lord, then you will find it much easier to be able to function here on earth. One of the other things that happens to the culture of heaven is that it comes against the traditions of men the traditions of men. There is a lot of tradition, especially in the African culture. We have a lot of things that we are told you cannot do or you must do. Yeah, especially for some of us who crossed from one culture to another. Yes, I'm a Kikuyu, married to Aluo for the last 30, 32 years. And so when you cross over, you begin to encounter certain cultures that are not your cultures, and both of them may not even be God's culture. But what you find is that you find when you want to begin to operate in that which is heavenly or that which is the characteristic of the personalities that you see in the, in the word of God or the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will come against the traditions of men. And uh, the other thing is the book, uh, the Bible tells us in uh, Romans chapter 12 that we should not conform to the patterns of this world. This world also has patterns. 
this world is a system that teaches us to do things differently. And what happens is that when we begin to conform to the wisdom of men, conform to the traditions of men, and conform to the patterns of this world, you will find that you will you will contradict the word of God. And so the many frustrations that we are facing today or the non-breakthrough or some of the delays that we are experiencing or some of the failures we are experiencing as a result of the fact that we have not been able to align ourselves with that which is the culture of heaven. I thank God for this book because it's given to us as a picture to look into the lives of the personalities that are in this book and be able to run across. In fact, you'd have to be one who is quite familiar with the stories uh, in this book to enjoy this book. I don't know whether many of you are know, uh, know about some sons of a, a guy called Rechab, Rechabites. That's a story somewhere in Jeremiah. It's a beautiful story, but it's hidden in Jeremiah. If you want to become one that hungers and thirsts for God, ask God to open up your understanding concerning this book. And you will find this book has a lot more to do with, with, with everything. This book is a weapon. It's a weapon of warfare. Every story that we have in this book has a secret weapon that is hidden to, in this book. Like, for example, when you're dealing with, uh, with the walls, it's something too hard for you. Sometimes we are just required to worship. Get into your room, play some music, and just worship for two hours. And the walls that are standing against you and your destinies will come down, especially that time when you can't pray. You know the times you really don't even want to pray. Perhaps you're even upset or annoyed with God, and you really, you know, sometimes just put your favorite music and worship. Just worship God as you're dancing in your, in, your, in your sitting room or the place you call your altar, and you will begin to see these things coming down. Uh, and let me just say that um, as a mother, and I come to this generation, congregation as a mother, I am a witness to prayer, that prayer works. You talked about Ruby, uh, mentioning her. Ruby is, is a product of a prayer that was prayed 15 days before I gave birth to her. Just certain words, I held my womb like this and I spoke to God those words. As clear as I can understand, I can remember where I was standing, what I was wearing, and it was 15 days before I gave birth to her. And this music that she's just produced is the fruit, the product of 26 years of prayer. 26 years of, of prayer. I look at all my children, I can tell you this one, I have a prayer 12 years, 16 years, 18 years, everything that I prayed when some of them were 12 years, some of them were seven years. My son, who's, uh, who's also, God is helping a lot in the film production. Currently, he has uh, uh, six nominations at the Kalasha Awards. I know what I told God when he was seven years. He's 24 now. That's a prayer that, uh, that has a bit of, taken a bit of time. So prayers are not wasted when they are prayed. And especially for you mothers who are here with, with young children, Whatever you pray, you pray. Pray prayers that are projected into the future. See 10 years from now. See 20 years from now. See 30 years. I saw your, your <laughs> when you came for your oratio, I saw you into the future. Yeah, into the future. Not that day of the wedding, but into the future. I saw 30 years from then. And I remember I spoke certain words in your oratio. I said, you know, we are waiting for the day that we will come to your own house for your own children through Russia. So I could see 30 years from where we were standing. And so pray those kind of prayers, and they do come to pass. They are watched by heaven. God watches over those prayers to perform it. Now, coming back to our conversation of today, uh, what God is calling us to do, he's calling us to invade the earth realm with the culture of heaven. Why would he want us to do that in this dispensation? It's so, so hard, especially now, where certain things are being changed 
there are things that are in accordance to God's order are being changed. For example, the order of marriage. We know marriage to be between male and female, but today we are being told marriage is another definition and they are changing names around. They are telling us different things. So you can imagine as a couple married under God, having the foundations of, of marriage placed under God, the kind of pressure you will come under from the kingdom of darkness because it wants to distort that marriage, good marriage, especially the godly marriages, cannot work. So there will be forces of darkness that will come against our marriages so that it can be able to prove, the forces of darkness can be able to prove that marriage doesn't work. And so God is calling us to invade this space with a culture that is from heaven. Looking at this book, understanding the, the mind of God concerning marriage and being able to fully persuade ourselves. In fact, it takes a deliberate action on our part to be able to make it happen, make it work. Sometimes some of the things that come against you in life, in marriage, it's just perhaps a river that you need to cross for then, for that time, then you cross another one. Safari Badon in Defu Sana. In Defu, and as the children grow up and they leave home, you start praying for the grandchildren generation. So we are forever on our knees, especially in the mamas. Eh? Mamas are just the praying, uh, uh, whatever. They are placed there to pray until they leave the earth realm. Why? Because we can only be able to sustain the future by prayer. So the patterns of heaven, as described in this book, let me just give you a rundown quickly of just some of the characters I look at. For example, if we look at Rebecca, Rebecca is a woman who was at a position that she could not understand what was happening to her. So we look at that picture and it shows us a woman who, when things were not going well with her, she stood and she asked God, if it is well with me, why am I this way? Why am I feeling this way in my womb if it is well with me? And that is a question that many of us here, perhaps you, you or you, not all of you, but you and you, the one who's listening to me, you perhaps need to ask God, if it is well with me, why is it this way? Why am I doing a business deal and it's not coming through? The Bible says, and Rebecca inquired of the Lord. You need to inquire. Sometimes you have not inquired. You have not gone back to God to ask why is it this way? That is a lifestyle. That's a culture of heaven. She shows us that when she went to God, she was told a story that she was not ready for. A whole story about nations that were in her womb. We have many, many examples in this book that talks about women who understood the mind of God. They didn't even get that information from anywhere. But because of their closer work with God, they were able to get answers and solutions and bring patterns to us that would teach us how to align ourselves with the counsel of God and the mind of heaven. But coming back to our, the intention of God today was to bring us to the understanding that he is expecting us and he's desiring of us to begin to have an understanding of how things work in heaven so that you can get quick breakthroughs. Yeah, you can get quick breakthroughs for yourself. Number one, for example, looking at um, a story, there's a story I wanted us to read quickly because it's the one that brings out the aspect of culture. Matthew chapter, uh, Mark chapter 7. I was looking at a story that uh, is in the Bible that would combine uh, matters that pertain to the uh, traditions of men and the culture of heaven. And there is a picture that is very well drawn for us about the disciples of Christ working with Christ, understanding the culture of the day, yet deciding to go against the culture. 
and Jesus being able to bring a correction of how the Pharisees and the Jewish people were laying aside the commandments of God so that they may be able to hold to the traditions of men. That story, when you go and read it back home again, you will be able to see that when they started, uh, the disciples started walking in the liberty that is in Christ Jesus, the people around them began to find fault in them. But Jesus asked one question, are you still without understanding? So the message today, and I like what Pastor said today, that um, there are classes for connect men uh, with men enough, and all the other uh, messages that you've been hearing, it is because the Lord is drawing you closer to himself. And there's a way he's releasing the Holy Spirit in the now to each one individually, that he will begin to relate with you on a one-on-one. And that's why today he would have us understand, uh, open up a door of understanding so that while you're with him alone, if you would dare to begin to have conversation with him and begin to ask him, if it is well with me, why am I this way? Why are things this way? Why is this not happening? Then we will begin to have a conversation with you personally. You begin to walk in a reality. There's a reality he wants you to walk in, a reality that can only be experienced by yourself regarding the things that you're seeking him for yourself or the things that he has called you to do. You, each one of you has a purpose, each one of you has a call, each one of you has a positioning where you're positioned. And so only the Holy Spirit, who is your counselor, can be able to deal with you or direct you or give you instruction or be able to guide you accordingly. The Bible says that those that are led by the Holy Spirit, these are the sons of God, led by the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest culture of heaven is to be led by the Holy Spirit. There are many, but today because of time, let me just leave it there, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you begin to walk with the Holy Spirit and you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, he will give you the exact pattern of everything that God wants you to do in dimensions. You are going to, like for example, Noah built an ark. He was given the dimensions and everything he needed to do to, to build that ark. The same thing with Moses in Exodus 25, when he was told to build a tabernacle in the, in the wilderness. He was given the measurements, he was told who is even going to be able to partner with him in that work. Now, when I look at today, and for you who live in Nyayo Estate, and I thank God that I have leaders in this congregation, you have two chairpersons in this room, you have one secretary in this room, I think the other one looks like an official, I don't know whether he's an official, but you have three leaders from Nyayo in this community, divided by 5,000 people, to 1,000. So they would understand clearly the house we have built that is called Nera. It's not a physical house. It is a house that is out there. We experience it because we see the product of it, but it is not a physical house. It is just like the assignment that Noah was given and was told, go and build an ark. And he looked foolish when he was putting up this huge ark and there was nothing that was supposed to be happening until it happened. That is when they realized, yeah, Noah had gone at one But even for us in Nyayambakasi, that experience of creating that uh, movement, because many years to come, 10, 20 years, I see 10, 20 years from now, you will also, as you look at Nyayambakasi and you look at uh, Nera, you will also look at this congregation and see how far you would have gone. Because certain work requires that you dig the fallow grounds for many years before you start seeing productivity. But going back to the leading of the Holy Spirit, today the message as a messenger was to ask you to draw yourself closer to God through his word, through your direct conversation with him. He will bring you to a place of understanding why certain things are that way so that you will know what you ought to do. 
But one of the greatest hindrances, as we saw, is the wisdom of men and traditions of men. What happens with uh, uh, that posture when you take it is that what rises up against you is the need to justify yourself before men. You don't need to justify yourself before anyone. When you begin to walk with the Holy Spirit, there is liberty in Christ. There is no law against the Holy Spirit. What you hear from him is personal to you. And you ought to walk with liberty. You should not allow anyone to you should not allow anyone to have a hold over you. Luke 16, 15, for those who are writing, there's a beautiful scripture there when Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees. He said, You are they that justify yourself before men. But what is highly esteemed by men is an abomination before God. Some of the things that you see around in the earth realm that are highly esteemed by men are totally an abomination before God. You can imagine the things that we love and we lift up and we glory in before God they are called an abomination. In fact, go into your Google and look at that particular verse, Luke 16, 15, in many versions, you will see the alternate words for abomination or the alternate word for esteem. Draw two lines, esteem and abomination, and take every translation and see what, what uh, certain verses call it. So do not justify yourself. Don't feel that you need to place yourself in a place where you have to justify. The other one is about approval of men. Again, sometimes we do things and we want the approval of men. Galatians 1.10 talks about Paul saying that he did not place himself in a place where he had to be approved by men. Do not wait for the approval of men. Who is man? Mere men. The fear of men is a snare. Only the fear of God, there is safety. The third point that we need to consider when we start operating in the culture of heaven, that is in the leading of the Holy Spirit and the pictures that are drawn in this book, you will find that you need to make it your aim to please the Father. Let us make it our aim to please God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, make it your aim to please God. Whatever pleases God through your own life may not please men. It may not please men. In fact, it may please God for you to just be with one person. Actually, the systems of heaven are totally different from the system on earth. You call a meeting successful when it has a thousand people. But heaven calls a meeting successful when Jesus just takes time to sit with one woman by the well. And this woman is a very important woman in the kingdom of God. Because by one, she's a gatekeeper. She carries the key of a whole region. That by that one woman, as long as Jesus has sorted out that woman, that woman will open that door and bring the men to Christ. They will come first because they have had her, but then they will say, now we have come because we have had him for ourselves. So sometimes heaven does not count things the way we count things here. Successful 1,000 people, one is enough for God. And therefore make it our aim to please God. By faith, everything must be done by faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. What do we have to do by work by faith? Because today, everything is rising up against faith. Many of the challenges that we are going against life, we are now taught by the wisdom of men, many things, and they are fighting against faith. Our faith is being crushed. Our faith is being made to fail. In no wonder Jesus, as he was winding up his ministry, spoke speaking to Peter, saying, Peter, Peter, Satan has asked that he may sift you. Number one, but I have already prayed for you. So you would think Jesus has prayed there for nothing will happen. No, he wasn't praying so that nothing happens. He said, I was only praying for you for one thing. One thing only, that your faith does not fail. 
So whatever is coming against you in life, it is only coming to fight your faith. What is that thing that inakusumbua sana, inakukosesha usingizi? What is it doing to your faith? The attack is on your faith. The attack is on your faith. And heaven is saying that you watch out that your faith does not fail. That's what Jesus said. When I come back and when I return, will I find faith? There's, there are many reasons why we should not even have faith in the days in which we are living in. Things are falling apart, especially in this nation. When you look at the economy, when you look at the government, when you look at the things that are happening around us, especially the dragon of corruption is just suffocating us left, right, center. And you want to remain straight and you want to operate without cutting deals with those who are in the business world. And you're almost forced. In fact, those deals are now becoming a way of life. That is not the Gina Commission. Not kick back, yeah? So you wonder, God, where are we going to operate from? Watch out your faith. It is your faith that is under attack. Let me say that um, the only way to check your life, because there's a work that the Holy Spirit has been doing in our lives, each one of us, and that work is called the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's the produce, the product of your life. If you want to gauge your life today, I want you to go back and look at all the nine uh, fruits of the Holy Spirit and begin to look at yourself. Where are you at in certain levels? Because it is as in as much as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us that we can be able to gauge where we are at with him. First and foremost, the fruit of love. You know the fruit of love is tested when you're given to be with a person you don't like. The one you can't stand. That is when you pray, my father, let your will be done. Not my will, but your will. Because uh, it is tested when you are given people that you don't particularly like. The fruit of joy. Joy is not conditional. It's not happiness. It is an inner working of the Holy Spirit that causes you to have that joy even when things are going south. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. They that know their God shall be strong and they will do exploits even when things are not are falling apart. The other one is peace. Peace is well tested when there is storm. You have the capacity to be able to sleep when there's storm raging on the outside and on the inside you have peace. The greatest gift for my generation, is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That we have come to enjoy. It has been so developed in us by the Holy Spirit because of the challenges we have seen in life. And yet we can be able to say, we saw you yesterday, Lord, we will see you today. So the nine gifts, maybe the last one I want to end up with is self-control. Controlling self, the gate called self. In fact, that gate is a bigger hindrance to you than Satan himself. Yeah, I know many of you perhaps are not moving to the place that you need to move to because of the fact that you are your own hindrance. That self gate. I'm not even talking about the other one who can't control his spirit because the Bible says that the, the, the person who cannot control his spirit is like a city without walls. You'll be attacked from every direction. But what about the one who stops themselves? The one who God has spoken so much greatness, so much capacity. Not only God, even your husband. Not only God, even your husband has told you many times that you are beautiful. <laughs> well, and, and also that you have a lot of capacities, but you still don't believe it, yeah? You are stopping yourself. So today as I come to us uh, with the culture of heaven, it's a broad topic that the Lord is still uh, 
developing and, and continue to allow us to see in the book. It requires a lot of time. But because you're going to your students of the Bible, your Berean people back to look at the word of God, begin to look at the word of God from that eye of culture. How did these people do certain things? How did they get breakthroughs? How did uh, Joseph, how was Joseph able to stay in prison? And the Bible does not record anything about his conversation in prison. He kept quiet. And so sometimes some of us are in prison and we are laboring. God is favoring us in prison, but we are murmuring and complaining because we're expecting a salary. In prison, they don't pay you. That is a process to take you to the palace. When you get to the palace, you will have it all. But tunaweza vumilia hapo kwa prison tu kidogo. Tunaweza vumilia tu hapo pa kuuzwa kidogo kwanza tuweko kwa kwa pit. Can we be able to see our lives where we are the journey of our lives? Where can we place it in the world of God? In the word of God, there's a picture for every situation we are going through. But you'd have to know the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, at least just the basic storyline. So that when you're going through a situation, go back to the book. Begin to wonder, where is this story? Yeah, what I'm going through, where do I find that story? And what posture did they take or did this person take? How did he operate? How did he behave? Did he keep quiet when he was supposed to keep quiet? Did he speak when he was supposed to speak? How did he, how did he uh, position himself before God? Yeah? Because some of them we just need to worship and the worlds will come down. Some of them we need to take a, a different direction. Some of them we need to understand even what God is doing so that he can finish what he's doing and bring it to its fullness. Then your joy will be made complete at that point when it has come to its fullness. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road off Airport North Road.